This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Suki, no, I hate blind dates. I know, but this isn't a blind date. This is you keeping his cousin company while I have a date with Jackson. Oh, God. Blue, like, please, I'll be your best friend. You are my best friend. And you're mine. I know I am. So what are best friends for? Okay. Yes? Yes, I'll go. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You will not regret this. Pick another phrase. You will not have to pay. Much better. Hey, I'm Jess. And I'm Sandra. And this is Emily. Welcome to today's town meeting. And now... It's time for Sandra's Sucky Summary. Call this episode Attack of the Rune. We are going on a double date, people. Actually, two of them, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We start the episode with possibly the most choreographed scene we will see until the dance marathon. Pop-Tarts for the win. Meanwhile, Lane comes over with Yoko Ono and Claudine Lange to ask Rory a favor. Talk to Dean so he can ask out Todd for Lane. Double best friend date. This should totally work. As this conversation is happening, Lorelai is studying for a business class and is distracted by music and then later no music. Also, she has legs and arms. What more could she possibly want? At the end, Michelle tells Lorelai they're overbooked. Jackson brings carrots and apparently Suki needs really big leaves. She also needs to re-ask Jackson out, which she doesn't, but she does leave a voicemail. Rory meets up with Dean to ask him to ask Todd out for Lane, but Dean is reluctant about the pair. To be honest, I'm not sure how much he's even paying attention to what Rory is saying. He just really wants to make out with her. Back at the inn, Lorelai gives up on studying, Michelle's an ass, and Suki makes a bad call. But hey, what are best friends for? Here's what they're for. Makeovers, calming you down, and dealing with Rune. And for the younger crowd... Lying to multiple moms, touches of glamour via beret, and dealing with Todd. Although personally, I'd rather take Todd over Rude. Apparently, Lorelai is too tall and is straight up compared to the bearded lady. However, it should be noted that the man who says this is a short, unpleasant freeloader who likes to ask women their shoe size. Suki talks about fresh versus frozen to Lorelai, tells a funny mud pie story to Lorelai, reminisces about strawberry tarts to Lorelai. Poor Jackson. Poor swan heads. Meanwhile, Lane talks about her favorite bands for a good two minutes, and Todd replies with a whatever when he's asked. He does however love Beethoven. You know, the f- the dog film. Elsewhere, Lorelai helps Suki bring her hair down, metaphorically and literally, and they go to Luke's, where Rune's assessment is ill. Lorelai hangs out with Luke. Rune refuses to leave Jackson's side. And we learn chicks dig a man with a feminine side. Thankfully, Jackson finally tells Rune to leave him alone. And the date finally actually starts. Speaking of dates... Luke almost asks Lorelai on one, but Mrs. Kim's wrath and worry interrupts him. Lane gets caught, Rory gets into trouble, and Lorelai gets told she's a babe. 
Days later, Rory climbs a tree to talk to Lane, who tells her she's glad everything happened the way it did, because at least now, she's no longer in love with Todd. Meanwhile, downstairs, Lorelai stops by, and Mrs. Kim and her have words. But thankfully, they end up agreeing on something. Neither want Lane to turn out like Lorelai. The conversation leads to Lane getting the smallest bit of freedom. To the side and not an inch more. The episode ends with Luke asking Lorelai out? Maybe just to play poker? Either way, Lorelai says yes. And that was Double Date. Let's discuss. This is such a fun cold open. This is one of my favorite cold openings. <laughs> it's so good. It gives me such, like, nostalgia for the show. Yeah. It's cool to kind of just see their routines without diving into drama or who's doing what or what's going on with who. It's literally just, this is what they get up and do every morning. This is life for them. Yeah. And no talking. That's how I mm-hmm. am with my mom sometimes. We we don't have to talk right in the morning. However, Lorelai says something loud and clear when she takes that clip out <laughs> of Rory's hair. <laughs> yeah. And I thought the clip was cute. I mean, you know, yeah. to each their own. But I really like this as an example of kind of a show, not tell, because we keep getting told that Rory and Lorelai have this incredible bond and this incredible relationship. But so far, all we've really seen them do is, you know, butt heads because of the way this series starts off. And this is just a great, Mm -hmm. simple morning with just the two of them doing their thing. They're totally in sync. I love it. Same. I really enjoy it. So Pop-Tarts, breakfast food or dessert? Breakfast food. Breakfast food. I agree. Or a snack. Or a snack. Yeah, it's a good snack. It is a really good snack. All right. Well, before we launch into a 10-minute discussion on (laughs) Pop-Tarts, I would say besides the double date aspect of this episode, it's definitely the music episode. So far, yeah. There are so many musicians mentioned. Yeah. And a lot of just like fun background music, too, I feel like. Yeah. When I heard the song playing that they put, the Claudine Langey song, I was like, I know this song, right? And it took me a second because I was like, oh, this is Beach Boys. But where do I know it? It's from Love Actually. Oh. <laughs> it's when they're in the airport. And that's all I could think about. I think this is a heavy music episode because it's a heavy lane episode. And yeah. we're really getting that that's like true. side of Lane in this episode. She is all about music. So far, she's just kind of been all about, like, gentle rebellion, and now it's like, okay, Lane is, like, a total music nerd. She knows everybody. Mm -hmm. She has very strong opinions. She's officially found her passion. Uh, Have you guys ever been on a double date with your best friend's best friend? I have only ever been on one double date, and I don't even know how much of a double date it was. It was just me and my boyfriend went to go watch TV, well, like, binge watch some TV with another girl and her boyfriend. And, like, they were friends and we were friends. But it wasn't, like, a real double date. I've been on a couple double dates, but I've never been on a double date with, like, my best friend's boyfriend's best friend. Mm -hmm. I've never been on a setup type date. So the only double dates I've really been on have been with me and Sean. Mm -hmm. And it was with his best friend and his girlfriend, and they were already together when Sean and I met. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, the four of us got really Mm -hmm. close. Um, So we would go out and do things together. But that was kind of the extent of our double date experience, or my double date experience. 
So nothing like Lane's situation. <laughs> Can't relate. You know who I can relate to? Lorelai. Oh. Who is just having so much trouble studying. Yeah. Does she have ADD or something in this episode? You know, honestly, it wouldn't be, like, such a crazy thing to think. Yeah. It, I don't think it would, because I don't think she sits down more, longer than, like, five seconds at a time before she's back out in the room again. Yeah. I made a note about, you know, this is, I think, another episode where we see a very immature side of Lorelai, right? With her sitting at work, studying, and then huffing, and kind of throwing a fit, and you know, being the kind of quirky Lorelai that we have come to know. But it's fun <laughs> to see her her studying juxtaposed with what we've seen of Rory studying, which is like, you know, Rory's like silent. She's not going to move. She's going to sit and she's going to study until somebody forces her to stop. And Lorelai's like, I'm done. Play with me. <laughs> Where does Rory get this? Where does she get this ethic from? Because it's not Lorelai, really. <laughs> Well, she didn't really grow up with Richard, though. Nature over nurture <laughs> at this point. Yeah, maybe. Sweet degeneration. It's definitely not Christopher. That's what I know. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. I love how Lorelai just, like, plops herself down between Lane and <laughs> yeah. Ori and just, like, slaps her knees and looks at him like, so what's going on? She's <laughs> so cute. She did look really cute there. I, I agree that uh, she was a little immature. However, she wasn't, it didn't make me angry. Yeah. No, it was. There have been episodes, yeah, where her maturity has made me angry. This one, it was not it. Yeah, this one I understood. We do see very mature parts from Lorelai this episode too. You kind of see both both sides of her personality. Like, yeah, she's sitting there huffing at work, trying to study, but then Michelle comes in with a crisis, and she's just like, "Okay, do this, do A, B, and C, and that's it." Which also, Michelle, if you're such a great concierge. Why was this a yeah. problem? Yeah. If that's your job, <laughs> why are you the one who's like, how did this happen? Well, and for work for me too, like, I'm a software developer. I, and I'm a, I'm technically a junior. I've only been in this field for like two years. So there's still a lot that I don't know that I'll have to go and get help for. But I'll, I'll struggle and I'll try to find solutions myself and I'll try to figure out myself before I go. So when I go, I'm like, hey... I have my problem. Here's what I've tried. Here's what has and hasn't worked. You know, I try to give solutions to the problem as well. Mm-hmm. And Michelle's just like, your problem. How do I fix it? Yeah. I definitely have a similar problem solving at work style to you, Emily, where, you know, I'm going to try and I'm going to go as far as I possibly can before I like ask somebody to step in and help me. Um, but I think being someone like that, and Sandra, you can let us know if you are like that too. It's, it's easy for me to forget that there are people like Michelle who are just like, there's a problem, period. You know, like, there's a problem. (laughs) Uh, I was a supervisor at the theater, the movie theater, and, uh, I worked with a lot of kids, teenagers to young adults. And that was typically what happened. It was them coming up to me being like, hey, I have a problem. Now it's your problem. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I guess now is my problem. (laughs) Yeah. I can totally get that as a teenager. Yeah. Because, like, you haven't been around a work environment like that a whole lot. And at that point, you really only experience school. If there's a problem, you go to a teacher. Like, that Mm -hmm. is the solution. So it makes sense as a teenager to still be kind of figuring out that kind of work ethic and stuff. But, like. 
Michelle's a grown man. He's a grown, oh, successful yeah. man, we're supposed to believe. so Exactly. <laughs> but come on, Michelle. I did want to say it was nice to see him in the episode. I feel like it's been a little while since we saw him. And it's been yeah, a has. little while since I think we were even at the inn. Yeah. Was the Christmas episode the last time we saw him? When he's harassing the possibly the poor guy decorating the Christmas tree. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. is it. So it's just like it was nice to see him pop up again. Yeah. We kind of move on from Michelle straight to Suki, and before we talk about Suki and Jackson's awkwardness, <laughs> we kind of get context clues. It's been a couple weeks, mm-hmm. at least several weeks, is what they said. Um, from Max and Lorelai's breakup. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me that they didn't, that they jumped a couple weeks that ahead. Far. Did they not want to show Lorelai pining over him? Or Yeah. They probably just couldn't figure out how to show that. Yeah, it's like maybe. Lorelai's just this strong female character that it's probably not an easy way to show her just sitting there pining over a man that realistically as we mentioned last time we don't see a whole lot and we don't get a whole lot invested in him it mm-hmm. just all of a sudden we're told they're together a lot but we don't see it so it'd probably be really hard to show that and also still keep Lorelai's lovability and strong female role that's a good point yeah I think also just like having there be more time in the breakup period right like as people who've seen the show we know this is not the last we've seen of Max. We know that there is more coming. That's and true. I'm sure from a writing yeah. standpoint, you know, looking at the entire season, if it's like, you know, oh, they break up and then we have, you know, an episode happening, you know, four days later where Lorelai is like doing the things she does in this episode, the less time that we have for her to be pining, you know, over Max and the sadness she has the less impactful it would have been when we see him pop up again. Yeah, that's true. And I do think as well is, I don't know, Max sometimes is forgettable in these early episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember him more later on, right, in the season. And because Luke is so intertwined, right? And you kind of forget about Max, and then later on you're like, oh shit, she's still with Mm -hmm. Max. Luke and Lorelai yeah. are not going to get together. Yeah, it's very true though. It's it's very easy, and we we did it. We were like, wait, we haven't seen Max in a while. Where is he? And we didn't even notice it until he popped yeah, up again. We're like actively dissecting these episodes, and we were all like, uh, oh wait, she's still dating wait someone. <laughs> <sighs> but very exciting thing, Suki and Jackson. Suki and Jackson. Aww. so awkward. It's so awkward. It's like Rory can't speak to Dean levels of awkward. Yes. That's what happens when the feels get involved, man. Yeah. Yeah. I made a note that we see a little bit of a step back for Suki because the last few episodes we've seen for her, we've been commenting on how she's so, you know, emotionally mature. She's such a wise, good friend. And in this episode, she's just a mess. You know, she's just, she's writing with a spoon. She can't put a whole sentence together. Yeah, she's back to being the comedic. Yes. Like. But she also has some very big moments later in the episode, you know, mm-hmm. like more powerful moments. So, as we know from Lorelai's not great comment a previous episode, Suki has not had a whole lot of, or maybe just not any recent romantic relations mm-hmm. like that. So, I guess it's once you've been out of the game for so long, how do you get back? Yeah. yeah. But Suki's still young, you know, and she has so much left to give. 
I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about girls asking out boys? Or is she right that he now it's his turn to ask her out? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think... Dude, more power to you. No, I'm like all for, you know, girls can ask out boys. Girls can ask out girls. Boys can ask out boys. You know, anybody Mm -hmm. can ask out anybody. I think that the rules... (laughs) The rules that Suki's kind of referring to feel kind of old school. And I mean, admittedly, it was 20 years ago or more now. Uh But I also think that there is a lot of ambiguity in the situation because she did suggest plans, but she didn't give any hard Mm -hmm. hard and fast, you know, plan examples. Uh And so I can see where she's coming from of thinking, you know, I set this in motion. He knows but they're just both so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> he was never going to do it. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, if you say, hey, let's do something, right? And now it's my like responsibility to be like, this is what we're going to do. Not the other person who is agreeing to my request. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I love Lorelai's advice on that whole thing. Okay, you can sit around and wait. And hope that he does what you think he should do, or you can take your life in your hands and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great, I just think that overall is such a great life lesson of, you know, nobody's going to do these things for you just because you think they should. Your life is yeah. in your hands. You need to do it what you want to happen. Make it happen. Suki already, maybe unintentionally or on a whim, followed that advice by initially asking him out. Okay, you took the first step. That's fantastic. Now take the second step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Jackson, you tossed him the ball and he caught it and then dropped it for something. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Planted it in the ground. Yeah. Put it in his basket. <laughs> so my background thing that I always kind of like notice in the background, what the heck is Suki making? She's like putting whipped cream on this like tart base baked alaska right oh, oh right yeah. they say that but i thought it was was ice cream no wait no that I is that that that's that no is how you make it baked alaska is first of you all. know what i know it from um from the great british bake-off yeah. someone else is gonna have seen this and it's made <laughs> with ice cream right and it was very controversial because one person took out another person's baked alaska and left it on the table and it melted oh, i have vague memories and of then that. he got so pissed off that he threw it away instead of serving it it was very controversial <laughs> that's all i know about baked alaska i love bake off every time i see suki whisking or it looks like she's whipping cream or something i always think of the episode in the far future where her and michelle arm wrestle and then she goes on like a little rant about it's all those years of whisking and it's all on the wrist. <laughs> and every every time I see it now, I'm like, ah, oh, there you are, strengthening your arm muscles for that upcoming <laughs> arm wrestling competition. Um, and here is a two thousand sentence, if I've ever heard one. Does he have a cell phone? Yeah. Can you imagine in twenty twenty one? Yeah. I mean, it's the default, right? You assume everybody yeah. has a cell phone. And then if they don't, you're like, oh my gosh, why don't they have a cell phone? Are you a unicorn? Oh yeah. Serial killer? Or like... Oh, it, it's just broken, right? Like you're just waiting for the replacement to Super come? Super off the grid. Yeah. Like, I don't know that lifestyle. It's just a little weird. Yeah. And I mean, I think Suki had a pretty good response to like, you know, what are cell phones for? 
She was like, to call in case you get into a car accident? Like, yeah, that was a very legitimate reason to purchase a cell phone in early cell phone days, right? I'm sure that was part yeah. of the marketing. Because think about oh, it was. previous to that, how many people got stranded. And then had a hitchhike and got murdered. Even though Suki doesn't do a great job of her initial phone call and her initial voicemail, she does, in fact, plan a date. Now, is it the perfect date to have planned? Not in Lorelai's eye. Not for Jackson. Oh, yeah, no. I, like, I'm so frustrated through this entire episode. I know we'll get to Rune, but, like, Rune. the whole situation surrounding Rune and, like, him crashing at Jackson's place without Jackson okaying it and just being obnoxious and rude and, ugh, I hate Rune. I mean, everybody should. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But before we talk too much about Rune, there is another double date. Yes. Happening. I hate Dean so much in this scene. You have no idea. Like every time I watch it, in the it, double date scene or in the on the bench when no, she's no, no, no. talking, like bringing when up. they're okay. on the bench. Yeah. Yep, I'm right there with you. Yeah, Rory's reading, waiting for Dean to get out of school. He comes over, and <sighs> Dean to me seems like the kind of guy, um, or he is the type of guy to say why when a woman says stop. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah. I think in this particular episode, he 100% was. Why? Yeah. 100. He just wanted her to shut up. Or, like, he was just. She straight up. He just wanted to kiss her. Stop. Yeah. Stay. Yeah. Like. Like a dog. Exactly. You shouldn't have to do that. No. I want to talk to you. Let's have a a one minute conversation before we get right to second face. Like, can they not even converse? Is everything they do making out? I mean... Because that's not a really healthy relationship. That's kind of what we hear. You know, we keep hearing about, oh, this boyfriend that you just keep kissing. And, oh, you're always... Like, we hear about them kissing all the time. And apparently... That's all they do. That's what Dean's into. Just kissing a whole bunch. Admittedly, I'm never going to be a supporter of Dean from this point on, as we all know. But... Dean's also not especially interested in the topic of conversation that Rory is bringing up. No, he's Dean not. kind of already knows that this is a bad plan. <laughs> Dean knows Todd enough to know that this is probably not going to work out. Yeah, I do have that note of as much as I hate Dean, he has a good point there. He knows that Todd is not not for lead. I do want to give a little throwback episode. I was thinking about this when we watched it, but. Before Rory and Dean get together, Lane and Rory are talking about the crush and everything that's going on, and Lane tells Rory that she's been talking to his friend Todd, and Todd says that Dean talks about nothing but Rory. So, like, yeah, this isn't the first time we've heard about Todd. This is yeah. clearly, like, a long, a long-running crush, which I guess at this yeah. point surprises me that Lane didn't know better. Right? If Lane already talked to him... Didn't she already get the vibe that this kid doesn't have too much in his head? Like, he's wearing a band t-shirt. That he stole from his sister. He doesn't know who they are. Yeah. And I mean, Todd is like, I'm sure we'll talk more about Todd, but Todd is like one of my favorite, um, like, 90s, 2000s stereotypes, like teen stereotypes, where he's kind of got that, like, slacker, stoner thing going on, like... You know what? Just, I bet he plays a lot of hacky sack. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got two double dates set up. You know, yet another example of the Gilmore Girls doing essentially the same thing at the same time, just with different men. Mm-hmm. And we have a little bit of a getting ready montage, which is one of my absolute favorite things from like this era of TV and movies. The 90s and 2000s loved, loved a primping, getting dressed montage. Now, we don't get anything quite like that, but we do see Lorelai helping Suki get ready for her date and Rory helping Lane get ready for her third date. One thing I want to mention before we get into the, like, talk about Suki and Lorelai, we can add this beforehand, I guess. Michelle is such an ass to Lorelai while she's studying. I really didn't like it. And then how he's like mentioning all these quote unquote low class jobs that she can do instead. Mm-hmm. And it's like, those people are valid. Yeah. They're just living their lives. Don't insult them. Yeah. There's I don't know. I really didn't like that. him in that scene. Yeah. Michelle just showing his snobbery. Well, and also, I mean, yeah. like to come at it from another standpoint, there are plenty of people who would look at somebody in the hospitality industry, you know, and think that that is... <coughs> Richard um, and Emily. Yeah. Would yeah. not think that that is a nice job, right? Mm-hmm. Like, glass houses, Michelle. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're getting ready for these dates, the two, the four women, really. Mm-hmm. And I loved Suki's hair and the curls. Yeah. Like, it brought me back to the 90s. I guess people still do it now, but I have curly hair, so I don't really do it. But like, it was so cute. <laughs> just those big curlers. And it was like, they got so dressed up. Like, she had prom hair for this date. Yeah. Suki mm-hmm. did. Which is not an easy feat to do. So prop, well, I mean, I guess Suki does has a lot of fun with her hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she does it herself. That's the impression, right? Um, because Lorelai goes downstairs. I, and then she just comes down with this incredible updo. Yeah. Props to Suki, mm-hmm. man. Oh, Suki. It's crazy. I have a really good friend of mine, because we've kind of grown apart, but she was a hairdresser for a while. And I feel like she told me it's so much easier to do somebody else's hair than to do your own hair. So the fact that oh, Suki yeah, can definitely. even like do this to herself, you know, you go, girl. You got You got the whole package at this point. <laughs> yeah. And we find out that Lane lied to Mrs. Kim. Oh, Lane. In this, like, weird, convoluted, oh, we're just meeting up with one. No, well, she doesn't actually say that. What she says to Mrs. Kim is, we're going to be here all night. Yeah. And if we're not here, we're just renting the movie and then we'll come back. Yeah. Which is not true at all. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, Lane. I would not want to lie to her, to Mrs. Kim. I know that Ms. Kim, Ms. Kim is obviously upset at the end of this episode about Lane having lied to her. But, you know, we see everything that Lane has done that evening. She got ready at her best friend's house, and she went and stood in line, and then she watched a movie. You know? Mm-hmm. She's not yeah. she's not lying about something. Like, she didn't get a piercing or a tattoo. She's or, not doing right? drugs. Yeah. Or, no. Like, in terms of getting in trouble for doing something like i think my mom would be like if my biggest issue is you lied to me to go to a movie with a boy like we're good yeah like please don't yeah stop there lying. are worse things that you could probably do yeah and also i will say rhinestones on a jacket i'm not a fan of it uh, yeah there's a lot of fashion fashion thoughts you know what is just as bad 
at 16 mm. and now at 28 rune <laughs> he sucks so much it's like he's he so worse. much of a caricature of a terrible person that it's like it's not even believable he's just jackson looks like a snack oh yeah <laughs> big time he was really really fine i feel like at 16 rune was just like comic relief like oh you suck but now mm-hmm. as an adult i'm like how are you living how are you still alive how has no one punched you in the face also, right? your entire life? Who could look at Lorelai Gilmore and be Lauren upset, Graham. right? And be like, I have to go out with that? Are you kidding me? If anybody deserves to say Imagine. that, it is Lorelai. <laughs> Rune. Uh, yeah. Rune is the worst. Rune is, he's he sucks for many reasons. He sucks for showing up at Jackson's and just not leaving, right? Just straight he up sucks yeah. for not letting Jackson go on one evening alone. Because he wants to bowl. Go bowl by yourself. Go bowl yourself. Oh my gosh. He sucks for being rude. I mean, he's just like yeah. disruptive of the date. He sucks at the restaurant. I mean, everybody kind of sucks at the restaurant. Shea Fleur or whatever it is. Like, nobody's at the top of their game. Lorelai was good. Well, Lorelai had a lot of martinis, <laughs> which is fair. Rune is just awful. <laughs> Rune acts like this is him and Jackson's only night together. Yeah. Like, this right? is going to be the they, one and only time. Weeks. But then, yeah, we find out Rune comes looking for a job here in the future. So he's been oh, there God. for, what, months by the time we get there. Ugh. Like, Rune, you are a horrible person. You are a moocher. You're a fucking narcissist. Like, there are just so many what things. What size shoe do you wear? Who asked that during a date? Yeah. You know what, Lorelai? Flip that right back around because Rune's a short dude. He probably does not have a very big shoe <laughs> you size. You could probably be like, what size <laughs> shoe do you wear? Uh, gosh. <laughs> but even though Rune sucks, yeah. Jackson looks great. Lorelai looks great. He looks Suki. so enamored. Suki is beautiful. Mm-hmm. She is. They're all so awkward. Yeah. Lorelai does her yeah. best. As, as we see, Lorelai does her best, but Suki is so uncomfortable that she kind of defaults to that not talking to her date, which I think is a, a true yeah. danger on any kind of double date, especially if it's not, like, established couple friends. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Lorelai asked a question of Rune. What is Rune? <laughs> and Rune's a moron, so he doesn't understand what she's asking, <sighs> which is fine. So I just wanted to give you guys, what is Rune? Is Scandinavian, mm-hmm. and it means secret. Oh. That's it. Yeah. But I, I thought it was interesting, and I'm curious what you guys think. About Shea Fleur, I'm assuming that it was in Stars Hollow, right? Because it didn't seem like they were really going anywhere. Mm-hmm. What are the, like, It doesn't it just seem odd to you that this small town has, like, a very fancy French restaurant? I was thinking it was in Hartford. Oh. Because, I mean, yeah. they seem to turn around or and go New to Haven? Luke's, like, with no issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're that desperate. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, in my head, I was thinking it's either Hartford or New Haven. Okay. Because um, I, I don't really see that in Stars Hollow. That being said, the only reason I can think of Lorelai saying Luke's then is just because she knows she'll be okay at Luke's. Yeah. And, like... Suki and Jackson can be okay at least. Yeah, it's comfort. They know it. It's casual. It's more of them. 
versus this fancy chef floor restaurant. Freaking Rune cutting off heads of the swans. <sighs> Rune is a serial killer waiting to happen. He's just the worst. If he's not already. Well, and I think, honestly, really the weird. existence of Rune in this episode is literally the only thing that saves Todd from not being, like, the worst person. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the next, I mean, the next thing we get to is the them waiting in line at the bookstore mm-hmm. slash theater. Okay, so I want to talk about that. Because I, I always thought it was a movie theater with books. Mm-hmm. But no, it is technically the black and white and red bookstore with movie nights. Yes. Yeah. So it's a bookstore <laughs> first. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I was really excited when I saw it because I always <laughs> missed it before. Yeah. But yeah, because... I think we mentioned before, red is R E A D. Yeah. But man, Lane is trying her best. Lane is like throwing out everything she can. She is giving Todd so many chances to step up and be not even a great human being, but like just a, a base level human just being. Just to have a personality. <laughs> like, hey, what's your personality? Oh, I didn't get it from the store. Yeah. He's got nothing. I guess working on his bike is his personality. Uh, which, I mean, you know, everybody has their thing. Why are there people in between Rory and Dean? I have no and idea. And I don't know. <laughs> and there's... It's weird, right? It is. There's the whole thing with, you know, Rory constantly peeking over her shoulder to, to watch them and Dean being like... Again, Dean being like, no, focus on me. I'm the only person you can focus on. There's that one shot, which I just thought was so weird. I wonder if you guys caught it, too, where you just see the back of Dean and Roar looking over her shoulder. And then you see Dean's hand come out and, like, push her (laughs) jaw forward. I did think that, yeah. I just imagine that the director and the cinematographer were like, this is going to be such a funny shot. And I was just like, don't touch her. Like... (laughs) Don't put your hands on her. I don't know. I uh, I agree. I'm not a huge fan of Dean in this episode, but I will say Lane went through a lot of work to set this up. I know you want to watch out your, for your friend. I, I get it. I've done it. But like, let, let her be. Yeah, let her figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Um, I wanted to mention a couple more uh, people that Lane mentioned. We had Beck. Foo Fighters, The Velvet Underground, Nico, and then Fugazi, who was on Todd's shirt. Uh, I'm a huge Beck fan, guys. I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan, guys. I like Foo Fighters. I'm aware of Beck, and I think the rest of them I don't really know. I think, have you guys ever heard of Fugazi? No, never. It just seemed interesting that it would be one that she name-dropped and that also he's wearing a shirt of. You know, like... Maybe they were a lot bigger. Oh, no, I think he, she said it because he, she that knows his shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see his face when she says it? He looks like she just insulted him. Well, I mean... Like, he looks overwhelmed. It could genuinely be the first time he's ever heard that word. <laughs> it probably is. And he's like, what he did you call major me? in gym. Yeah, okay, I, I, again, we have the majoring thing. We've talked about this before. Is she implying that he's majoring in something currently, like in high school? Yeah, well, he says in senior year, I'll only take four classes, senior year of high school, presumably. I don't get it. I don't get it. 
please, listeners, let us know if you had a major in high school. Because I went to three high schools. Between the three of us, we have five high schools, I think. And there were no majors involved. Nope. Like, I was always so confused when I'd be like, high school, and be like, major. I'm like, graduation? I don't know. Getting out alive? Yeah. I have a diploma. (laughs) High school diploma? Yeah. General ed? Yeah, I don't get it. So then at the movie, which is uh, the attack of the 50-foot woman, is that what it's called? Something like that. I thought it was a fun kind of mini callback to Lorelai supposedly being super tall. Oh, yeah. I didn't make good that point. connection. Uh, <laughs> that is actually a good point. Why are they sitting apart? I don't like it. You're on a group date. Well, sit together. For privacy? I don't know. I guess if you were going on like a... So again, I've never been on like a, a movie date with somebody who I'm not like seriously dating. Like my current partner of 10 years and I have been to the movies together. I guess actually with my high school boyfriend, I went on a couple of movie dates, but I never did like a makeout movie date, you know, where you just go and make out the whole time. If that was the kind of thing you were maybe thinking would happen, you might not want to sit right next to your friends. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, I guess. We all know at this point how much Dean loves to make out. Maybe Lane's like, hey, let's go sit yeah. over there so we don't have to watch that. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> and then, I don't know if you noticed the two women sitting next to Todd and Lane. One of them is so annoyed by the talking, and the other one just keeps laughing the entire time. Thank right. God Lorelai's not um, in this theater. Oh my gosh. Right? And we learned Todd's favorite movie, guys. Beethoven. With the dogs. <laughs> With the dog. I love that movie growing I up. I love that movie, but I don't think I would put it like on my favorite movie of all time. No. Was. No. It wouldn't even be in the top 200. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, again, we're just, they are really making sure that we know that Todd and Rune are not good guys. Like, these guys are not. Oh, they're really not. <laughs> so, we don't but like Todd's them. not even like. Todd's not a bad, bad guy. guy. I, would, no. I would take Todd over. Oh, yeah. Oh, Todd just doesn't have a personality. He's He is a blank yeah. slate waiting to be crafted by his mid-twenties. Rune, yeah. Rune has been crafted. Yeah. Rune is done being crafted. Oh, God. Rune yeah. Needs to be put yeah. Back in Unfortunately. Turn to Zender. Well, they end up at Luke's. Yes. And Luke looks really Luke good. Luke looks because he's wearing right? that denim shirt. He is, and it fits him so it well. Does. Oh man, that shirt he's wearing, it. Oh. right? Fits. fits we love well. we love Luke with a little bit of a texture on the undershirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they start talking. Luke and Lorelai. Lorelai gives some space to Jackson and Suki. Although Rune sits literally right next to Jackson. It's yeah, a small table, but like personal space. Ah, I hated it. Just go to a different table, man. Take a note from Lane and Todd. And right, right. <laughs> They're the people that need to be apart. We're gonna take the trash out. I had forgotten about this Luke and Lorelai moment. The second that he pulled the cards out, I was like, oh, I remember. I'm so disappointed yeah. that nothing really yeah. comes of it. Like this, it would have just been so perfect. Yeah, and it's so um, cute. Like it is so, but cute. I mean, it's it's yet another example of like we're gonna see this every time Luke and Lorelai have an opportunity to get together. Here comes crisis. Here comes disaster. Yeah. Here comes here distraction. Comes <laughs> yep. 
here comes Rune. And Luke's face, when Rune is like, I'm stuck with this woman, he is so angry. Yeah. Like, I just fully imagine he's fist clenched, just trying to not just throw one over. Like, who the F is this guy to come into my diner and tell the woman that I'm, like, obsessed with (laughs) that she's not pretty? Right? (sighs) So great. Lorelai calling Rune Loon. Yes. Petty, um, but amazing. I loved it. <laughs> total, not petty enough after that night. <laughs> Honestly, maybe you're right. Yeah. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool was uh, Lorelai says that she's going to wear blue for Suki and Jackson's wedding. Mm-hmm. And then we... And then she does. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, as we've known throughout the fashion yeah, well. segment, she always wears blue. Yes. Like, there's always going to be a 70% chance that she's wearing blue. At least <laughs> once. You're not wrong. Maybe that's a tally we should keep. How many yeah. episodes does Lorelai not wear blue in? Because I feel like that'd be a really Honestly, that would be less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luke Danes really likes Lorelai. He does. He really. Like, I could really get it from this scene. Mm-hmm. And he starts to ask her out, guys. He's so cute. And she, her eyes, they widen. She's expecting mm-hmm. it. I took it like she looks excited. She did. Yeah. She knows. Like, she looks happy that it's about to happen. And then... And Mrs. Kim comes. Where are the girls? Well, and they have that great little moment beforehand, right? Where they're looking... Luke and Lorelai are looking at Suki and Jackson and talking about, like, the fun and the magic of new relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And they're, like, they're talking about it. And she, like, touches his arm and goes, like, you know, like... Every touch is electric or something. And I was just like, and you know, Luke is thinking that in his own head. Yeah. Ugh. She even touches him. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cute. Ugh. But then here comes Miss Kim, like, coming in like a wrecking ball. She is on the warpath, which, I mean, she's terrified. She's terrified for her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And she has every right to yeah. be. Her, the chaperone is no longer with her daughter. Or was she ever with her daughter kind of thing. So I do want to talk about Mrs. Kim. This is not going to be a very positive story. I looked up what she said in Korean. Oh. I tried really hard to find what she says. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find it. Um, But So if any Korean listeners, please let me know. But what I've gathered from my research is that what she says is not actually very good Korean. It's broken up because the actress who plays Lane and the actress who plays Mrs. Kim are both Japanese yep. oh. in real life. And Lane is based on ASP's friend, Helen Pai. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming when they cast it and when they wrote Lane, they were like, you know what? She's going to be Korean. I can. We can hire anyone that looks vaguely Asian to fill this role. It's so insulting, and it's racist as hell. Um, I'm glad that Mrs. Kim and Lane's actresses were able to get work. Yeah. But it sucks, and it doesn't make sense why they wouldn't just be Japanese if they're both Japanese. Yeah. That was my two cents. I mean, I think that the the Kims definitely play on a lot of stereotypes of, like, the Christian Korean community. You know, like, that's... Mm -hmm. That's definitely something that we see throughout the series, and it's often played up for, you know, comedic value, right? Like, yeah. all of the, you know, it's sing your favorite hymn night at the Kim's house, you know, just like 
little lines and even when we do see them going more into detail about stuff about their faith it's usually not something that's serious it's like oh this is a quirky thing that lane's family does so Mm -hmm. lots of there's i mean there's lots of bummers about about the kims and the way that they're written the way that they are portrayed um i i agree with you sandra i don't think we'll ever fall the actresses right the actresses did an incredible job throughout the entire series but like it's you can see it again later on when we meet paris's nanny who's portuguese she speaks spanish portuguese people don't speak spanish they speak portuguese yeah but they, they sound similar enough that you can just get away with it. But you can't. There are people who are watching who know those languages yeah. and know that you're bastardizing their language. So I can only imagine that the people who are actually Korean watching this, hearing a woman give broken Korean, mm-hmm. is not the best. Well, it makes me wonder, too. We have an episode in the future where Lane's moved out and she's replaced. And so her and this replacement right, start yeah. yelling at each other and korean in the middle of the square mm-hmm. like i if anybody knows in the future too i want to know like is that did they did they handle that a little more sensitively or at least get like at least fix the language or yeah. is it continuously culturally insensitive throughout the entirety of the show yeah yeah and actually well one other um language thing that popped up in this episode i don't know if either of you caught it but we have an instance of Suki speaking Spanish. Speaking Spanish, yeah. Which that's why she says she wants really big leaves. <laughs> well, and it's just like that we've already she... seen the Lorelai apparently being fluent and then not ever speaking it again, and now we mm-hmm. have Suki, you know, just throwing it out there and and I mean, in a way that is honestly it's a it's a throwaway line, right? If you remove that line that Suki says in Spanish it would not impact the plot in any way. It is purely there for her to speak Spanish. And I don't know to Mm -hmm. what end, you know, just to make it more real. Yeah. We'll keep an eye on Isuki. Maybe. Because like she works with people who are Hispanic Mm -hmm. day in, day out. Yeah. Right. I don't like the implication that none of them know English. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's a stereotype, but maybe they don't. And, um, that's how she communicates with them but we'll keep an eye out to see if suki talks spanish again yeah anyways mrs kim yelling at lane in the middle of the street yeah oh lane oh my god i would be mortified lane almost i feel like she looks terrified but also relieved like thank god this is over she is just like she's trying to escape right because now all of a sudden todd's trying to pull her back in because apparently he was he having a good time or right yeah. And I think she is, yes, terrified that her mom shows up, but also there's that instant relief of, like, like when you're a kid and... Thank God uh, it's over. Yeah. But, like, yeah. when, <laughs> when you're a kid and somebody asks you to, like, sleep over at their house or come play at their house and you're not comfortable with it, and, like, you ask your mom and you're kind of on the fence and then she's just like, no, we're busy, and that, like, instant relief of, like... <gasps> Oh my gosh, it's not said my fault. No. Sorry. But honestly, I think I still say stuff like, you know what? My mom and I are just having dinner tonight. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's a great thing that, like, parents in general can do for their kids. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people talk about it on TikTok, having, like, a code word, too. Or, like, you know, if, if you mm-hmm. call me that's mother, 
you know, I know that you're wanting me to say no, or you're wanting me to get you out of a, a situation. But having a parent be a safe out all the time is just so comforting for a kid. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, what's not comforting for the mom is the lies. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously sucks. But Lorelai, I don't know. I don't think Rory lied to Lorelai as she withheld it. Like Lorelai makes it seem like Rory really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like she told her she was going to the movies with the yeah, yeah, that's where she was. This whole situation, it, it, as far as like being a lie, is so I think a mountain made out of a molehill, you know, because mm-hmm. we've already talked about they didn't do any, they weren't out drinking, they were not doing drugs, you know, they weren't out having sex, you know, like they weren't doing mm-hmm. anything that is uh, specifically against what Mrs. Kim, you know, would be okay with. Mrs. Kim might not be okay with the 50-foot blonde. Yeah, too. True. Well, yeah, that's true. And then also Lorelai's mom code. Yes. Right, where she doesn't like lying to other moms. I think in two episodes, we literally see her do that when she takes her kid and Lane to New York. So, like, I would think that would be worse. Oh, yeah. Right? Taking another kid uh, to a different state to a concert. Yeah. Where then she then loses two teenagers? Like, I feel like that's worse. It's very confusing, so. because in this episode, Laura's light is like, if I know Lane's gonna lie about what's going on, I'm gonna tell Mrs. Kim. But then in that episode, it's, hey, Lane, figure out how you can go with us, because I know your mom will say no. It's like, yeah. what? Like, uh, I'm all for the mom that. code. Like, yeah, I'm right there with it, but be consistent with it. Like, don't pull it out of your ass when it's helpful and put it back away when you don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And especially within a couple of episodes. You know, like, if if the concert thing came up two seasons down the road and we hadn't just had the mom code talk, Mm -hmm. but... Maybe it's okay when Lorelai's involved. Because technically, at that point... I think that's what it is. They would have all been together. It would have been the four of them. There would have been mom there the whole time. Mm Mm-hmm. Versus this is, no, you told me one thing and then kind of went and didn't involve parents. You didn't tell us what, ex- entirely what was going on. Yeah. Guys, in what universe are we supposed to believe that Rory Gilmore climbed a that tree? That spindly little tree that barely held still while she touched it? Yeah. No. <laughs> and this isn't the first time she does this either. Like, they kind of make it, I mean, I think it's just a very 90s, early 2000 thing to climb a tree and go in your friend's window. I think mm-hmm. we've talked about it before. Yeah. But yet. I remember she does it with Dean later yeah. on. But like, I, Rory? Rory? Are we sure? Did we get a story about her being in a tree when she was little? Yes, we did. Is this just a character trait? <laughs> it's Rory and trees. <laughs> Rory is one weird personality flaw. She loves climbing trees. We just can't stop her. But I did love Lane's comment about, you know, in all of my fantasies of who would climb this tree to my window, you were not among them. <laughs> Aw, no Lane slash Rory today. Not today. I like their friendship. <laughs> I really like their friendship. I do too. I think that they've, the writing has um, become a little better in terms of like treating Lane as an equal. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think this this episode definitely showed that. And... Todd wasn't a choice, right? Mm-hmm. No, no one's gonna miss Todd. Yeah. I do. Every time I see this episode, though, I do think of Zach. Mm. But Zach has a personality, at least. 
Yeah. Not saying it's a the great music. one, but he has, he has one. They have the music. <laughs> yeah. But, but, like, they're very similar in looks, at the very least. Mm. Dave is so different. Mm-hmm. Dave was such a fresh air. Well, you know what? We haven't <laughs> hit that yet. Don't we still get to experience I know. I know. I want Dave. Do you guys think that this was too harsh of a punishment for Mrs. Kim? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not surprised at how harsh the punishment was, but, like, it was harsh. It was too much, I think. Even, I guess that's why she lets her out to the sign or whatever. But, like, wow, can you imagine being, like, locked in your house? I mean, can like, you imagine being brought locked. to her? Like, she's going to be homeschooled for weeks. The idea that going to the movie in your hometown with boys and your best friend is enough for your mother to bring up the potential. And I know it was like a joke again of like sending you to a convent, you know, like that just, that's a lot. And I know we've kind of talked about it, that it is a cultural thing, just respect for your parents, Mm -hmm. but it's things Mm -hmm. like this that make me surprised that Lane did not actively rebel more. Yeah. Like obviously she rebelled in, in her personality, but she still has a huge respect for Mrs. Kim, for her mom, of that's my mom, I need to do what she says, and yeah, I'm going to try to bend the rules and and do things here to get around it, but she doesn't openly defy her very often. No. Um, I went to a very strict private, not very strict, but I went to a private religious school, and there were so many kids that had no strict parents that I know were doing drugs, and having sex and doing all the things that their parents never thought they would do mm-hmm. and they also didn't talk to them about it yeah. so like I had one girl end up pregnant and it was a scandal in a catholic school um, and like stuff like that and just talk to your kids have a Lorelai talk to those parents because yeah. I mean so we just talked Emily you talked about how respectful Lane is of her mom and I think it's really great that Lorelai says that to Mrs. Kim. You know, she says, mm-hmm. I don't know another kid who respects their parents as much as Lane. Like, she's a right. really good kid. And I think Mrs. Kim needed to hear that because yeah. that situation was just so scary for her, realizing she doesn't know where yeah. her daughter is. She doesn't know who she's with, what she's doing. Um, And I mean... If you have a situation like that that really shakes you, and like we've kind of made light of, or I've, I know I've made light of what happened with it just being a movie, but everybody has their own set of values. And for Mrs. Kim, that could have been a truly traumatic thing, like that period of time where she didn't know where her daughter was and what was going on. So I think having Lorelai come in and vouch for Lane really helped, helped her case. And it allows her to get trust back in Lorelai yeah. Yeah. as well. But the first time, too, um, this is probably the first time that Lane lies to Mrs. Kim and gets very blatantly caught. Yeah. So I have a feeling that this could probably be warping Mrs. Kim's view of Lane a little bit of, well, if she'll lie about this, what else will she do? So she's trying to put a stop to it right now. That's mm-hmm. where the harsh punishment comes in is, you know, nip it in the bud kind of thing and i'm not saying that it's right by any means but like that's probably her thought process is is this is bad it's not going to go any farther and i'm going to make sure it doesn't go any farther yeah yeah you know who i want to have a better um, view of themselves lorelei like she's like i don't want rory to turn out like me 
And obviously Mrs. Kim agrees. But like Lorelai is a really good mom and she's successful and she's trying to build up more success with her class. She gets an A minus. Like, I don't know. I just think Lorelai is, I think Rory would have been happy to end up like Lorelai did instead of how she does end up. Lorelai definitely has her self-image issues, I feel like. Just where she's not as confident as she would be in other places. But I think it's more along the lines of, like, Lord Lai doesn't want Rory to take the same path that she did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Obviously, she doesn't want to get her pregnant or whatever. Right. I, I don't think Lorelai would be ashamed at all if Rory was like, hey, you know, I look up to you so much. I love what you do. I want to take over the dragonfly. Or, obviously, mm-hmm. we don't have the dragonfly yet. But, yeah. like... I want to do what you do. I think Lorelai would be okay with that, but obviously she doesn't want to have her take the 16-year-old struggle bus path. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of it, both women really love their girls. Yeah. Right? They just have different parenting styles. I thought the whole uh, you break it, you buy it stuff was weird and out of place, especially Lorelai breaking the vase. Unnecessary. It was a very 2000s, like, common thing on TV shows, I feel like. You break, you buy. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it was, again, it was trying to make Mrs. Kim a comic character, right? It's like, oh, we're gonna have a serious talk with her, but we need her to still be funny, so... Yeah. Yeah. Or show more of her strictness, I guess, of... It's not just Lane mm-hmm. <laughs> that she does this to. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, like... Come again. Right. It's, I don't know. I didn't like that, but I did really like their conversation. I thought that was needed. Yeah. yeah. And in the end of the episode, we get to Suki and Jackson, um, not necessarily in the scene, but we find out that they've been on multiple dates mm-hmm. and they're going on another date. Yay. Yeah. It's super cute. Well, they're such a great match. You know, they like are. they just they are. They're a great pair. Do you think Lorelai wanted Luke to ask her out? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, how could you not? Like, we've been seeing so much good chemistry and buildup between the two of them. It would have been a very natural point, right? She's, yeah. They had all of this stuff before Max. Then they had their Richard Hart stuff during Max. Yeah. And now Max is out of the picture. Like, it would have been a very natural progression. I agree with that, yeah. So why doesn't he ask for real? Because they can't have it's it so yet. so disappointing. We still have to see Rachel. Because we need so much drama between now and then. Yeah. It was uh, very reminiscent of Suki asking Jackson in the original, like, hey, do you want to go out sometimes? Yes. Right. And then nothing happens mm-hmm. until Suki has to do it. Now who's going to do it? Nobody. Wait a couple of years. Nobody. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Take your own advice, Lorelai. Bye. (sighs) Town person of the week, guys. Who are we thinking? I think it's a tough week, honestly. I don't know if you guys already have somebody, but I've I've been like thinking about a couple, but I don't feel very strongly either way. That's kind of where I'm at. Like there's a few that I could go with, but I mean, I only have one person. Oh, you go then. Um, but I could be swayed. I don't know. I think Lorelai, she had a handle a bad date with Rune. She stuck to the mom code. She went to Mrs. Kim and, like, told her, Lane is going to always be safe with me. 
But did she have a great episode? Not really. Because she had a horrible time with Rune. So I could be swayed. Yeah. If it's someone else. So my thinking was, I was kind of thinking Suki, right? Because like we saw some growth okay. for Suki. Mm-hmm. And I was also kind of thinking maybe Lane, right? Because again, we saw growth from Lane. She realized that Todd wasn't the one for her. But at the same time, I don't feel like either of them are like townsperson material this week. I think Lorelai could. Yeah. I think Lorelai could probably have it. I don't know. What do you think, Emily? I'm torn between Suki as one of mine as well, just because the reasons that you mentioned. We finally see her like take the bull by the horns and progress her love story. Yeah. It's great. But my other one was probably Luke for kind of helping save Lorelai from the rudeness at Luke's, mm-hmm. yeah. and for that immediate reaction of "I'm going to punch Rude." <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he did technically kind of ask her out at the end of it as well. Yeah. I could see that, too. Ooh, who is it? Luke or Lorelai, then? We have two for Lorelai, two for Suki. (laughs) But we only have three people. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. You know who's not? Rune. Yeah. Rune is not Can we have an anti-towns person of the week? (laughs) Yes. Just Rune. Every single time How about I just... Get out of town. It's person of yeah. the week. <laughs> Agreed. Um, Banned town person of the week. We've been exiled. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jess, I nominate you as the designer. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. Well, you guys know I'm always hot for Luke, but <laughs> I think because she's a very good friend in this episode and she's a good mom in this episode i think lorelei all right solid lorelei gilmore for her second time nice yeah. job lore yeah because her hey. first time was love and war and snow right yes mm-hmm. which we gave to her because she had a really great time she did yeah so she gets it when she has a really great time and when she has a horrible time. yes so she gets it when she has a date because Basically, it's been her two date episodes that <laughs> she gets. Yeah, it. basically. Well, and I believe next up on our docket is references. Hey guys, quick warning for references and books for this episode. There will be discussions of murder, suicide, a brief mention of a miscarriage, and also affairs. So if any of that is uncomfortable for you, please skip forward about 10 minutes is when that part of the episode ends. Thanks. Okay. Reference of the week. This one's a doozy, guys. So the reference is Rory is talking about who they're listening to, and she says it's Claudine uh, Longet. Longet. She's French. Longet. And Lorelai says the chick who shot the skier. So I was like, all right, I need to find out who the heck this skier is. Who shot the skier? Who's the chick? It was her. Oh, Claudine oh my gosh. Langey was actually the one who shot. So this is a whole story. Claudine is married to this dude named Andy, and they're very close friends with Ethel and Robert Kennedy oh. in the 60s. Okay. Yeah. High fashion. They're super rich. Singers. I don't know. They're it back then. And just to clarify, Kennedy is in like mm-hmm. the Kennedys. Kennedy. Yes. As in okay. Robert. JFK. JFK, JFK's brother, yeah, okay. who also gets assassinated. Yes, we'll talk about that. So she's a singer in the sixties and seventies, and she even named her son after Robert. Wow! After Robert gets assassinated, is yeah. Robert the dad? 
Robert Kennedy was a senator. Um, he gets assassinated in 1968. He's the second Kennedy to be killed. Right. Uh, you said she named her son oh, Robert. Oh, who's the yeah. dad? Yeah. The dad is a different man. His name is Andy. Oh, okay. Okay, her husband. His last name. Williams, I think. Okay. Yes. After Robert is murdered, her relationship with her husband also dissolves. So they break up. They get divorced. And she meets this man called Vladimir Sabic. Nickname Spider. His nickname is Spider. I mean, that tells you all you And he's really a skier. Okay. He's a skier for the U.S. ski team. Um, in 1968, I'm sorry. One day, he apparently is going to show her how to use a gun because she needs to learn. And uh, she accidentally shoots him and kills him. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Yep. So... The thing that happened was the police came in, they take her blood sample, and they steal her diary, both of them without warrants, right? Mm. The blood sample showed that she had cocaine in her system. The diary showed that she had a bad relationship with Spider. Both of those got thrown out. The gun gets mishandled and lost. Also thrown out. So this is straight up like... uh... Oh my god, I'm totally blanking the football player. O.J. Simpson? Yes! Good lord. Yes. Kind Ooh. of. Uh, it's a little bit of like John Bonet Ramsey. <gasps> John Bonet, yeah. I think her name was. Of like the cops bungling the case. By the way, everything is being paid for by her ex-husband. The legal team, um, all of that. Mm. And he's like, I still love her. Right? Whatever. <laughs> okay, so, then. Yeah. So then, afterwards, because the gun was thrown out, the blood sample, and the diary, she's given 30 days in jail that she can serve when she wants to. So she's given a six-month time frame and told, in these six months, you have to serve 30 days. You can choose what days to come in. Is it even consecutive days? Because she has small kids. No. she could Like, she can go and do five, go home for five. Yes. Like, I'll, I gotta do this weekend in jail, guys, but next weekend we can totally go out. That is exactly oh what it gosh. was. Oh my gosh. Because the judge was like, you have you have small kids, you can stay home with them when they're like out of, um, while they're in school, you can come in, blah, 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 right? It goes without saying that Miss Claudine Langer was white, right? Because. Oh yeah, French, French woman. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. And this woman. <laughs> Takes the weekends. She uses the weekends to go to jail. And then during the week, she actually hooked up with her defense attorney and they got married. That's wild. And that is the chick who shot the skier. What? What did I just hear? (laughs) A whole novella. And apparently she's also making, like, banging tunes. Yeah. Oh my. (laughs) Oh my. That's insane. (laughs) Good reference, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was, like, when I started reading all this stuff, I was just like, I thought it was just going to be a simple, I don't even know. Nope. Based on that, though, I kind of don't ever want to listen to her music. Yeah. um, It's, there's theories that she did actually kill uh, her boyfriend, Spider, but most people think that it's an accident. It's it's a conspiracy theory. You can find either way. There's conspiracy theories about everything. Wait, so 
when you said that her ex-husband was financing everything, you mean Andy Williams? Yeah. The yes, Andy Williams? No, not the Andy Williams. Are you sure? Is a tennis player? Oh That's wait, I'm thinking about the musician. Not, yes, yes, the yes, guy who sang yes, Moon River. Oh my gosh! Yes, that that is that, that, is, that it was her husband, Andy Williams, who has six Grammy or, or nominated for six Grammys. That man, um, he is famous for Moon River. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, hopefully, uh, there's some fun books that we could talk about that aren't about <laughs> potential murder. Guys, I'm not picking this up with books. <laughs> books with Emily. So this week's book, uh, we see Rory reading the unabridged journals of Sylvia Plath while waiting for Dean to get out of school. So when I first saw her reading this, my first thought in my head was, isn't that the chick who committed suicide by putting her head in the oven? It is, yes. Ooh. Yeah. Bell jar, it is. Yeah. So, Sylvia Plath was born in 1932. She was an American poet, novelist, short story writer. Mostly known, I know the one I had heard of was The Bell Jar, which I think mm-hmm. Rory talks about or maybe mentions at one point. And The Bell Jar, it's actually a semi-autobiographical novel about her. But then she also has Ariel, The Colossus, and other poems. Um, she was awarded a, P- a Pulitzer in 1982 after she had passed. She passed away in 1963. So Sylvia Plath had a very troubled life. She battled depression basically the entire adulthood of her life. The first time she committed suicide was in college. She was she was a member of Phi Beta Kappa at Smith. She attended Smith College, a women's liberal art college in Massachusetts. Her first suicide attempt was crawling under a front porch and taking her mother's sleeping pills in 1953. And then there were numerous attempts since then. She meets another poet by the name of Ted Hughes in 1956 um, when she was doing an interview with the BBC. They get to know each other. They're writing poems back and forth. And she basically says a couple couple months after we met, we're all of a sudden married. They do have a couple of kids together. They end up renting a house in London from another couple, and Ted ends up having an affair with the woman. Sylvia sees this. Hugh more attempts. Um, she had a couple of miscarriages as well, but ultimately she committed suicide by... She has two kids in her home with her when she does oh, this, by the way, her two young kids. She seals off her kitchen with towels, cloth, and tape, turns on the oven, and essentially carbon monoxide poisoning. So, yeah, she was 30. She did this at 30. That's so incredibly sad. After that, and at that point, because of the affair, her and her husband, Ted, had been separated for six months. Because they were still married, he got control of all of her stuff and actually burned a couple of her journals. Yeah. yeah, so her journals initially came out in 92, heavily edited by Ted, until they were re-released completely unabridged. But at this point, he had burned her latest diary, her latest journal, saying that he didn't want his kids, to, mm-hmm. he didn't want the kids to read that. But considering that goes over the time of when they were separated because of his affair, essentially, it probably makes yeah. him look very bad as well. 
So let's pick this up on a more cheery topic with fashion. Welcome to Jess's Fashion Corner. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been a it's been a dark episode, but uh, there's a lot to talk about in the fashion. I blame Rune. I mean, we can just talk about Rune's fashion, and I'll just say it sucks. He looks like, I mean, he looks like somebody who's cosplaying as, like, an old-fashioned, like, hobo who's, like, riding the rails. But he's apparently going to a nice dinner. But we do have some fun fashion, some wacky fashion in this episode. I'll just kind of go through everything. We can pull out anything we're really interested in talking about. We start off with Lane and Rory, who are both in strangely monochromatic outfits we've got lane in a green checkered button-up with a green sweater and rory in a blue printed t-shirt with a blue cardigan and then of course we have lorelei running around in her pink on pink baseball tee and her i think they were tan cords i did want to point out that michelle even though he's acting like a jerk looks very sharp in his blue suit with a gold and blue tie shirt combo very sharp we see Lorelai, we see her in a light blue patterned blouse, which she wears untucked over a robin's egg blue pencil skirt. I don't love this work outfit. I think it's, I don't love this blue on blue together. I didn't think that they worked especially well. Maybe I'm the only one who feels that way. I was not a fan. I feel like the way that shirt is cut, for it to be flattering, it needed to be tucked in. Yeah, and it's got like the, the rounded front and the rounded back. That kind of makes me think, oh, tuck it in. But yeah, so the uh, the the blue on blue outfit at work, not my favorite. But we do have Suki in an aqua blue bandana. And then Jackson rolls on in and he's wearing overalls. And I am very frustrated because I bet that that cool blue shirt he has underneath, I bet it's got some kind of animal on it. I bet it's got some kind of cool pattern on it, but we couldn't see, <laughs> and you guys know how I feel about those animal shirts. Oh, boy. So I'll just move on. We see Dean coming out of the school to meet up with Rory, and I haven't commented too much on Dean's clothing because he mostly just dresses like a late 90s, early 2000s boy, but he comes out of this school and he's wearing a fleece vest over like a wool sweatshirt. It's very, it's, it's red and with a yeah. blue stripe on it. He looks very warm. I mean, he's, he's a boy going to school. He can dress however he wants, but just kind of an odd look, especially because we've seen him kind of just do the leather jacket thing so much. Apparently he's feeling a little softer. He's feeling very soft on the date. I'll get to that. When it is time for our dates, we see both of the pairs of ladies primping and getting ready. Lorelai is wearing a patterned pink blouse with a black skirt, and she's got, like, a little pink camisole underneath. And Suki, I'm so sad that Suki doesn't like her dress at the midpoint of these dates, just because she's feeling so uncomfortable. But she is wearing kind of a coral sweater with this red dress on it. And I tried to pause and look at what is printed on her dress. Did either of you see clearly what it was? Uh, I couldn't. I thought at first it was a dragon and that would yeah, not and make then sense, I thought maybe so. it was like bottles or no something idea. either way it's like it's definitely a fun print and obviously we already talked about her beautiful kind of prom updo wedding updo style she has i will say from like a hair standpoint i don't know how well they could have just taken that down and made it like the effortless curly do that it is at luke's still very pretty they are like 
bottles. Bottles or like salt. Something quirky. And pepper yeah. bottles or something like that, yeah. Um, one little thing about Lorelai's shirt. My mom has the exact <gasps> same shirt back in the day when she wore stuff <laughs> like that. And so every time I see that shirt, I'm like, I have yeah. that shirt somewhere. Oh, that's in this so house. fun. <laughs> I could find it. And on the younger girl, on the younger girl side of things, very different vibes for the girl, the the young girl double date. We have Lane borrowing a long sleeve camo top, some sparkly rhinestone barrettes, and a rhinestone studded denim jacket. The overall look is very Lane. I mean, you know, it's very punk with some soft accents. I think the sparkly barrettes are a choice, capital C, but the 2000s fashion was all choices. And Rory is wearing a very Rory outfit. She's got a striped sweater and a shearling jacket. The brown shearling jacket mm-hmm. that we will see forever. She had one before, too. Oh, I just came across a note here that I forgot to mention when we were just discussing the episode. When Suki and Lorelai kind of see the girls off, Suki says, bye, kittens. And it's so cute. And it's so oh, natural. Yeah, and it's cute. so Suki. It like, is. nobody else could be like, bye, kittens. Maybe. Actually, I'm taking that back. Babette. Babette could say that, and it would be super cute, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, as I mentioned, Dean has a very soft look on this movie date. He's wearing the biggest, bluest turtleneck sweater I've ever seen. Dean is a big guy, and he is drowning (sighs) in this gigantic turtleneck. Yeah. I've talked about how much I love seeing soft textures on Luke, because he looks huggable. This just makes Dean look silly. Like, he looks... He doesn't look like Dean. It's a very weird choice. But it's winter. True. Yeah, the leather jacket returns. Yes. He does wear the leather jacket over it. That's, like, kind of the one thing. But, I mean, if he had been wearing three stacked t-shirts, you know, a long sleeve in the middle, it would have looked... It would have looked like Dean to me. Maybe this is him dressing up. Which is... I mean, it is what it is. It's cute. Uh, moving on, we obviously, we already talked about, Luke is in the denim shirt. I still want that denim shirt. It's a great denim shirt. Every time he wears it, you know you're getting a hot Luke moment. And then Jackson. Jackson looks great. Sandra already said he's looking like a snack in this episode. He's got, like, a quarter zip Mm -hmm. kind of sweater on. He looks very put together. He's not wearing the hat, so we see his hair, which is very cute. His beard, which is very well trimmed. Jackson is looking great. Jackson and Suki, if they had gone to Shea Fleur by themselves, would have been a stunning couple. But it wasn't meant to be. I have I agree with that. one outfit left. One outfit, and it's the worst outfit of the episode. It is the outfit that Lorelai wears when she goes to have her big mom talk with Mrs. Kim. It's the orange on red on red outfit. No, it's the orange on red on red on red outfit. Lorelai walks into this antique store to have a grown-up conversation wearing a bright orange scarf, a tight red paisley stretchy shirt, a red leather jacket, and red pants. And red lips. And red lips. Like, red head to toe. And you guys already know, I think that... I am obsessed with that jacket, though. I yes. love the jacket on its own, but I'm just not a fan no. of red and orange together. No, and- no, no, me neither. It was like the big wearing brown and black at the same time. Don't do it. There are just some 
faux pas from that time frame. It's just like it's so much red, and we've we've already seen some good monochromatic looks. Like for example, the the outfit that mm-hmm. Lorelai wore when Emily confronted her about the Max kiss, right? Where she's got like a brown on brown, or the outfit she wears when she's not wearing any underwear, and she's got again a nice brown on brown kind of <laughs> thing going on. Mm-hmm. Red on red, especially when it's so many different shades of red. Just a really interesting yeah. choice. I feel yeah. like if you're going to do a monochromatic look, it needs to be a more neutral tone. Or if it had been like a yeah. matching. Or at least a softer yeah. color. If she had done a matching red and like jacket and pants, and then maybe a slightly mm-hmm. different shade of red shirt, and then not worn the scarf, that could have been cool too. But. Just a lot of red. So I will say Lorelai is unfortunately our worst dressed of the episode. Best dressed, I have to give it to Suki on her date. She just looks so pretty. She looks so put together. It's so nice mm-hmm. to see her, you know, like dressed up for once. Yeah. And item to steal, even though there's a lot of good stuff in this episode, I don't particularly have anything I want to steal. Was there anything that you guys love? I mean, besides the, the denim shirt, as we all know. I'll be honest, I really, really like that jacket. The yeah. red jacket that Lorelai is wearing. Not paired with what she's wearing underneath, but nice. I would rock that jacket. I would steal Todd's Fugazi shirt. It was a cool graphic tee. <laughs> just just because, number one, I love graphic tee. I love baseball tees. They're always super soft. They're comfy. They fit, but not too tight. Plus, it would give me, you know, a reason to look up the band Fugazi, because you can't wear a band tee if you don't yes. know the band. That's very true. Yeah. Do we have any other announcements? Like perhaps some cool listeners who have been writing in to us? Ooh, that would be exciting. Stars Hollow Speaks. Yay. Stars Hollow Speaks this week. We have a couple of shout outs. So first of all, to Carrie. God bless you, girl. You keep coming in strong and we love it. So Carrie had a lot to say about this episode. A lot of the things we already discussed and it was fantastic. She was not a fan of Lane in this episode. Lane is such a good friend to Rory, but in this episode for her, Lane just comes across as such a desperate person, which she doesn't think is a good trait, and she doesn't know why they would want to portray a character like Lane as that. We already know about how Lane was raised by Mrs. Kim. We know that she likes to rebel. She feels that that should be this thing that sort of makes her who she is but when it comes to men or boys in this case she just comes across as a desperate person which is not good for her and it's not lame yeah um i mean she's 16 you're desperate yeah. when you're I 16 mean, i agree with that but to, i get what she's saying to an extent we had that hair incident that hair incident was like a real yeah you know the hair incident was rough. I think lane's officially feeling puberty that the hormones are taken over strong yeah. Well, she'll get she'll get a good boy, you know, not not too far off. So yeah, till he moves to California, she's fine. But then Carrie also she had Luke as town person. Okay, oh, all right, she could have been our tiebreaker. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> mostly for I think the things I had said, and maybe that's where I got the idea for having Luke, as I read this email um, earlier in the week, and maybe it just kind of like <laughs> stuck in my head. She said. Her townsperson would be Luke. Him being in a situation where he was saving Lorelai from Rune and him hiding his feelings would be hard for him when he was finally going to ask Laura out if it and it got ruined. Yeah. So Carrie again, thank you yes, so thank so you, much. Carrie. And then thank you. We also have another email from Angela who 
she had just listened to the Rory's Dance episode where Lorelai makes a saran wrap reference when she's talking to Emily. Emily calls about the dance, and I think Lorelai says something along the lines of, well, what do you want me to do? Just wrap myself in saran wrap? And Emily just moves <laughs> on. I think we came to the conclusion that she kind of just said it to get Emily to get to a point. Mm-hmm. So Angela emailed us. She says it's most likely a reference to the movie Fried Green Tomatoes. There is a well-known scene in the movie when Kathy Bates' character surprises her husband dressed only in saran wrap in an attempt to spice up the sex life. <laughs> so Angela, thank you for letting yes, thank you educating us. On yeah, one of the I many, have no idea. <laughs> I love yeah. that we we had a question and we asked and the listeners answered. We love that. Okay, so to round off this episode, uh, Lorelai did not have a good day, which means yeah, coffee is up. Rory Gilmore one cup. She she's staunch with her one cup. That makes sense. She's in high school. Lorelai had six cups of coffee. Oh my god! In this episode. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge jump. I feel yeah. like we've been kind of in a coffee lull. Mm-hmm. We have been. She's been at it's a been one. Like one here, one there. Mm-hmm. Nope, six. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I'd she wonder. wasn't drinking coffee while she dated Max, because as we know, he doesn't make it like Luke. Max doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, sucks. Max sucks at coffee. Well, she needed coffee while she was studying, so refills and refills and... I would need coffee to get away from her. Yeah. Or martinis. <laughs> I would lead, yeah, I would need a lot more to get away from Rune. Literally anything. Rune sucks. That's what we come. Yeah. That was the conclusion. Hashtag Rune yeah. sucks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Hashtag basically. justice for Lane. Hashtag Rune sucks. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and well, listeners, this was definitely a heavier episode. Not Not something we expected it to be, but thanks for sticking with it. If you've gotten all the way through to the end, we appreciate it. Just some heavier yeah. references, heavier, heavier knowledge, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, uh, thank you guys for listening, and it's been great. Thanks, guys. See you in the next one. <laughs> Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening today. Please feel free to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at townmeetingpod or shoot us an email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. We love to hear from you guys.